Hello, Australia. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome once again to Australia's most special, most uh, happy, most enjoyable, uh, most. Uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, podcast, Demented. most, most something Demented. podcast on Australian politics by Australians who live Australian lives and know the price of everything that we put into the um, supermarket uh, trolley. Into our holes. Everything, everything. No, we know all the prices. It's G'day Sausages. I'm Will Grant. I'm CJ Josh. And I'm Brother Ronnie. Since we've been away, I've finally given in and I've uh, joined the Pentecostals. Oh, have you? Oh, God. I feel so much happier. You know, you know how you can tell? <laughs> Lots of clapping. That wasn't really clapping, though. That was sort of just... Like like I, didn't wanna, I didn't want to swamp the recording on our first one back. Very God, thoughtful. I've missed everyone. Haven't seen you guys since uh, pandemic year two. Yeah, it's been a while. Now it's pandemic year three. I feel much more optimistic. So for those <laughs> of you who are new to this thing, G'day Sausages is where we... We sit down and cathart about the week in Australian politics. Uh, hopefully it provides a useful cathartic service to you too because, my God, it's been, it's been a two months since we last broadcast to you. And obviously, you know, you haven't been – you've missed all of Australian politics in that time. We're going to catch – It's two months. Oh, it's something like that. Something Somewhere. like that. Oh. We have to wait that long for anything to happen. So that's that's you know that's just the way it is. Okay, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna catch you up on every single th- thing that's happened. But you know, I've spent time at the beach. We spent time and aw- time away. But the thing that I did love is that it it seemed to be to me from uh, my eyes another summer of disaster for Scott Morrison. I don't know. I, I I don't know. It's like, like the third one in a row. No, I think you're just prejudiced. I think, think you just don't like him. A jaundiced view on on no, Trump. Look, look I'm just going. Exactly. I'm just going. I'm just. We'll come to. We'll come to this week's topics in a second. I just. I just think after um, we had the fires in the first one um, mm. last year. Last year it was. It was all about vaccines. Like why are we. Why are we so far behind the line? And now it's about the those those PCR lines, Omicron swip, swamping everything, lack of rats, and it's like, wow. Is there is there ever a disaster that he can get right? Well, there's nothing he can't turn into one. Like, what is it? He, he has a gift. He has a gift. He's like, mm, I'm going to wait until it's really gone to custard before I deny anything happened and any of it was to do with me. It, it really is a gift. I don't think I've ever seen an Australian politician with that magic touch. It's like the reverse it's also of the we weren't, um, you know, we weren't paying attention or you know, born, perhaps, when Billy McMahon was around. Um, I'd say that for you, William. Thank you. And, Thank you. And uh, I, he, I wasn't either. I, I didn't... Um, he was renownedly recognised as Australia's worst prime minister, but but Australia's second most nude prime minister. He was he Always was he was famous for yeah famous for um, uh, dressing down cabinet ministers or dressing up cabinet ministers after playing squash with them at the Monica squash courts um, in the nude in the in the change rooms. So, so who was the first most nude? Was that um, obviously Bobby? Bob Hawke? Obviously yeah. Bob Hawke is the but most. But you saw him; he glistened. He deserved to be nude. <laughs> 
The man glistened even if he hadn't been sweating or oiled. <laughs> and he was oiled. He was oiled. Glistening Bob Hawke, man. I miss the day. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a, an interesting time. We now live in tropical Canberra. Every afternoon we get mm. a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you don't, you know, the sun's not out as much as it used to be. A little bit of humidity. This is not what I signed up for. Thank you for the climate change. No, no, it's great. It's great because we planted bamboo a few months ago, and some of the bamboo plants have literally grown sprouts that have grown more than two meters in two months. In Canberra, like literally more than two metres. I'm looking at it going, this is weird. I've got some kind of a genetic alien hybrid plant. Oh, apparently not. Thanks, climate change. Climate yeah, change rocks, change. man. It's great okay. for bamboo. Mm, okay. All right. Let's dive in. Let's dive in with some topics. Uh, first off, um, Rod, uh, give, me yes, your, give me your price of milk and your price of a loaf of bread, please. Oh, I love what you, this. What do you get? What, what's, what's, your, what's your life of bread of choice? Here's my problem. As I was discussing with you earlier, if someone asked me that, I'd be like, all right, uh, okay, so two loaves of three meals dark rye and two litres of organic full cream jersey, I'm going to go 25 to 30 bucks. <laughs> so if you want out of touch, I, I beat ScoMo. Yeah. I mean, you know the price. It's just ridiculous. But not a shit that you should ever admit to buying or <laughs> no. paying that much for. No. Whereas I'm like, okay, uh, two bu- Coles, Coles Woolies milk, two bucks for two litres. Yeah, that's about right. And Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. No fucking not way. silly. I'm not paying more for that. And um, and then loaf of bread, meh, four bucks, I'm gone. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. But bread then costs I don't have your fancies. Bread costs nine bucks. Have you heard? I, I, I'm just trying to think who it was. Oh, one of the ministers was on on Radio National Breakfast yesterday morning, and he was going on about. They asked him whether he knew the price of milk and bread and that, and he went, "Oh, well, you know, the bread uh, milk these days. Who knew? You know, it doesn't just come from cows anymore. You can get your almond milk, and you can have your this. Now, I didn't know you get milk from almonds, and da, 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 and it went off onto mm. all all this sort of stuff. And I thought, wow. This is really very interesting how it's pushed the button in many different directions. It annoyed me when the question was asked at the press club. I don't know I was if this like, was the. I don't know if it was the same interview. This because it was during um, RN breakfast. Um, mm. uh, it could have been. It could have been Stuart Robert MP. So when the prime minister, yes, I think Stewie. it was Stuart Robert. His brother Stuart. The prime minister has been accused of being out of touch after he couldn't name the price of bread and milk. His friend and colleague Stuart Robert MP says that if Scott Morrison's wife Jen was with him, she'd be able to rattle off those prices. She I love that's what he considers to be a defence. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bit I saw that and went, mate, well, you're not paying attention. Shut up! You're not helping. I mean, you're helping us. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brother Stewie. No. Not only out of touch, he's sexist too. Yeah, to be fair. And I like so Michelle, Gra- Michelle Grattan all... timed in on, on Wednesday. She said, she said by Wednesday, uh, Morrison was able to prattle on about all sorts of breads and milks because he was asked again and he said, but for him, I'm just annoyed. He was asked, what, what kind of bread are you? Like on a morning show? Are you sourdough? Are you this? And he goes, oh. Yeah, sunrise. You're I'm just normal yeah. white bread, white bread toast. That's me. And I said, of course you fucking are. Of course you are. Like, boring. Because he only eats it if he can't see the fibre. Yeah. Is that I mean, fake? Is that fake? I mean, I believe he would actually, like, he believes he has to be the most middle white bread of Australia. So he's mm-hmm. he's he's going with that. So he's mm. actually eating that. Or is he is he pretending here? He's just going what, what people say. He prefers say. No, a millet he, sorghum bread that's been hand bashed on the on the um, the rocks of no, Bethlehem. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Because that's what Jesus ate. <laughs> oh, no, Un- he, well, unleavened he wouldn't want to mix bread with grains. bits of grit. 
Oh no, that's is, is that is, that's Jewish though, isn't it? Okay, I can't decide. I can't decide if this is a this is a total fucking bullshit topic, and and <laughs> it's such a friggin' distraction that there are you know there are people rotting in the hotel in Melbourne where they've been um, you know uh, applying for asylum and sitting in a hotel for eight or nine years, basically like a prison. Uh, yep. We are in a situation where the government won't pay to get us tested for the pandemic of our times, um, mm-hmm. and there aren't enough rats around, obviously. And they've let Omicron just go, and we've gone mm-hmm. from like bottom of the pack in numbers of COVID cases to the top of the pack. Winning is mm-hmm. is bread and milk a real issue or not a real issue? Because I just want to I I, I want you you go for your thoughts in a second, CJ. I, I, part of me says you should know, you should know, but the other part says there's other things that matter, Siege. Over to you with your thoughts. I would say don't fall into the whataboutism is my first response. Oh, yes. Because. Is that me? The, I shouldn't what about. Yes. The thing is that this is this is a something that everybody can relate to. It's like when people talk about education. Everyone's got something to say about education because people went to school. You know, they've all, all got opinions on it. So bread and milk is it's kind of that type of thing. Now, it either doesn't, if you, if, if you don't, if you've got a lot of money, you don't worry about it. You don't think about it. It's 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 not a thing. If you're if you're just sort of struggling, you've got to count your pennies. Those are the first things you buy. You count your pennies on different matters, you know. So it doesn't matter if you're struggling and you're on an allowance that the government refuses to put up, like mm. you know, New Start, whatever yep. they call it these days, and you're supposed to live on or forty dollars a day. Yeah. Then the price you would want the person that's keeping you on living on. $40 a day to know how much of that goes on the absolute essential basics. Bread, milk and dough. So I think that that is a reasonable thing to say. The other part of the question that was asked at the press club, it was, it was part of this, was do you know the price of um, rapid antigen tests? The, you know, the rats, do you know how much they are? Now he ignored that. And that was absolutely relevant because number one, mm. nobody knows what the price of them is because they're not on shelves, so you can't see what the price is, mm-hmm. so you can't find them. Um, but number two, like the ACCC's come out and gone, we have to actually investigate this now because there are so many people trying, to, you know, price gouging, um, charging ninety bucks for five tests at a petrol station. Oh no, it gets worse. Oh yeah, it does. I have direct let- experience as of yesterday when you're. Yeah, that's what right. What did you, you pay? Did you, did, you, did you give over eight bottles? Of milk for a rat of jersey <laughs> milk that's like five hundred dollars yeah no, but I, I mean there was a relevance to it and i i did yeah, it did is. annoy me when it was first asked because i thought oh christ it's one of those oh we're going to get you kind of questions and i went no actually it does have a place it it does um it it's 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 and and if it didn't have a place it wouldn't have got as much traction i don't think i, I think well, it should at least have a, a reasonable non-shocked answer and you know, surely, I I don't know. I, how how long away from buying bread and milk do you have to be to go? Okay, uh, loaf of bread's going to be in the three dollar to five dollar range to to get something from your, yeah, your nine baker's to twelve delight. bucks. Everyone knows that. Yes, you know. I mean, like you know, your regular sliced sliced bread, um, yeah. or or a, a bottle of milk. You get the coals or the woolies. Um, they mm. murder the farmers for three dollars, or you can get mm. the the farm sa- farmer safe milk for twenty eight dollars or something like that. But mm. she got a range. I mean, how – and who would critique that, him? That's for- what I mean, though. He should have at least – it shows, and this has been said in the media way before, this sophisticated podcast, but the, the fact that he didn't even – and he wasn't prepared by his team to have some kind of an answer for a question like that, given, as a lot of commentators are saying right now, as of even this week or today, 
cost of living shit is going you know to what? You know become what? This, huge for this election. I, I did see, yeah, it, it will, absolutely. Cost of living and wages not going up. I did see someone say- So to not be prepared for that is outrageous. His team have let him down, yay. It's a fact of him being fundamentally incurious. You know, he drives around all the time. Yeah. He, he's yes. driving around all the time. And yes, you don't see bread and milk advertised out on the street, but you do see petrol. And you do go, huh, that's getting a bit closer to $2 than it was a mm. while ago. Yes, mm. he's not paying for it, but surely that would be, be that would be one of those indicators that a prime minister should go, I want to have my feels on uh, where society yeah. is at. And I wonder what this means to the people I allegedly am governing. Yeah. And he's just yeah. incurious yeah. about it, incurious at all. And it's also that, well, n- n- none, of us, none of us here in this room is, a, is it a problem. It's, it's also not knowing who he was talking to yeah. Or, yeah. or who's listening and and – he he doesn't he completely discounts um two thirds of the population all the time. At least. And so the rats thing. So I was at the supermarket yesterday, lo- little local supermarket here. I was buying aforementioned overpriced bread. Mm. And I walked up to the counter and they had like ten boxes of five packs of rats on the counter and I thought, fuck yeah, I'll grab I'll grab one of those. Just one, because I'm not a You're not a hoarder. Cunt. No. Not a cunt. Hey. So I grabbed one, put it down. And she goes, oh, by the way, that, that's $65. I went, whoa, that's high, and I put it back. Are you serious? Yeah, 65 bucks for five. So I went home. How did you not – I mean, this would obviously be impersonating a cop, but seriously, you open your thing, you got ACCC underneath your lapels, and you're like, you're under arrest. I don't know if I can, <laughs> but you are. I'm going to scribble it on the back of my business card. This is legit. This <laughs> is totally I'm the ACCC. No, seriously, so I went home and I said, said to my wife, um, oh, look, they, they got some rats at the local supermarket, but they're – and they're five, five packs for sixty five bucks. And she said, "How many did you get?" I said, "None." It sounded outrageous. She goes, "You should, you should have got, you should have got, got two. Mate. Should have got two. I went, what? <laughs> nice. So sixty five dollars good for five. So let's assume it's not outrageous. And apparently, it wasn't outrageous. No, all you got to do nah. is go down to the schools and you beat up a few kids, and then you can get them for a, a fair bit cheaper. So I don't. I'd do that without needing to get a reward. Sure, I'm no, happy to beat up kids. I'm for free. saying yes, and yes, and work with me here. <laughs> so. So that aside, the thing that really struck me from that was like for me, because obviously billionaire academic and podcaster, I'm like, all right. The reason I didn't buy it straight up was because it seemed crazy. Not because I couldn't, but because I thought, am I I being butt-bonked here? Then it turns out maybe I'm not. So I said, okay, I'll go back and I got one pack. Was it? So so you're saying one pack of five? One pack of of five, 65 bucks. 65 bucks. That is, for a normal human being, I mean, I know none of us are billionaires, but we're not struggling. That is a fuck ton of money. Oh, I think twice about in, 65 bucks. Yeah, sure. and if you're, if you're in a world where you may, through no fault of your own, be obliged to use two to all of those in one goddamn week for you and your family, can that's I just, an outrageous can, amount of money. Can I just go back to the, the fundamental point here, the fundamental thing here, testing is not about yourself. It's about no, the it other not. people. Yep. You yep. test right. you test so that you don't give your disease, yep. if you've got it, to other people at your workplace and at your school. The government should step in when it's not, not for you. This is why they should be free. This is the dumbest thing ever. I, I just, why, just, are you again, why do you want to get in the way of can-do capitalism with it? You? I do. But it's also, it's, it's kind of like, well, well we're, you're trying to be part of the community and help everybody, so I'm going to make you pay through the nose for it as well it's and outrageous. make it really hard to get. And yep. it's just infuriating. Oh. And especially when you see uh, the, some of the people I talk to on, on, on Twitter and that in the UK and they're sending me photos of, mm. you know, oh, this is what we're getting sent in the mail and this, this, you know, this came through yesterday and it's like pack of five gets delivered yep. for free to the house. Um, yep. 
you know, uh, all this stuff. America, America with the most broken health system yep. in the universe is sending them out to people for nothing. Mm. So it, it's beyond comprehension. Like that, that's one of the many moments where Siege, you were worried I was going to have a stroke this week. Cause I, I, was. I saw that and went, I don't, I, I cannot begin to fathom how it makes sense to do that. Like I, mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's beyond capitalism. You've got, you're not thinking of the small business. You're not thinking of the business opportunity. You're not thinking of the big places. Like, you know, the fact that chemist warehouse bought out heaps of them and were, you know, like you got to think of the, think of the business people. They're suffering. I, but you I, know, but you know, they can still make a profit. Them. They can still make a profit. Like they, of course they, they can because they, they cost the like three ninety five wholesale apparently per unit. Yep. So yeah. so but but you know if the government buys them all, so they cost they cost the the wholesalers the makers at uh, they cost them three dollars to make. Government buys them, allowing a profit at four dollars or whatever. So so they all can still make money on this. It's the gouging that they yep. want the retailers to have. Yep. 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 They are, they are. Yep. I be I be disliking this one. I'd be, I'd be mm. dear, uh, you know, in, in the whole can-do capitalism thing, I think there are, there are many bits where the arguments are uh, on the fence or at least you can have a debate, you know. So, yep. you know, should, yep. you know, capitalism and, and wind turbines and stuff like that. There's, there's interesting things there. But the idea of capitalism in the testing market, it's a government intervention. That's where government should be. It's During a literal global catastrophe year three, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But again, we go back to that. Our basic premise, which is this government doesn't actually know what its role is or what their jobs are. Yeah, so, yeah it's true. It's beyond ideology. It's beyond fuck the poor. It's like literally, we don't know what they're doing. We don't know what to do. We, we've got not a clue. And we can't look at other countries. Every time they look at another country, they go, it's all about, are we better than them? Are our numbers better than them? Is our rate better than them? You know, and it's like it's this huge competition. No, mate, why don't you just look and see what they're doing? And even, you know, Boris Party Man, Johnson is giving out, sending free ones out to people. So and he's so, still embattled. So he's embattled, full disclosure, yeah. full disclosure. Um, yeah, embattled comes up in this next story. Full disclosure. <laughs> um, uh, I've just, I've just got to admit, Scott, uh, that um, I, Rod Siege, you can join in here if you want. Have yep. call, called you a few things in the text message chat between uh, between my friends um no i don't, I don't admit that at all I, I, I no, look, look, you, you I, rod you've I, just I, used positive words to describe our prime minister give me give me a list of things that you might have said in in a text message uh look over a 24 hour period let's be fair our text messages about the prime minister mm-hmm. there might be um colorfully a, descriptive. you know a number of words 200 mm-hmm. words say over text message and that it, in you know, in character terms, but there's probably one that's used repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, what <laughs> it's is not it? that we have a wide vocabulary about this. No, but no, there are true. sometimes. There are. And sometimes. it rhymes with no stunt. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, mate, if you think those text messages were bad, you just see what we say about it. I do hope. <laughs> I do hope. You know, if there's ever a moment where where your text messages are read out, where you know you're accusing Scott Morrison, oh, and they've done at my something. funeral, and and like psycho, I was like, okay, all right, like. Um, you know, I, I would hope that there's something better. That there's 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 a better insult in in the text that they find. They go, they called you, they called you a shit cunt, and it's like that's that's nice. Or Do you know why a- you didn't find it? Because back to incurious, his own people, small brain, stopped developing at the age of twelve, limited vocabulary. Of course, even their insults are shit. They can't even come up with anything better than garbage insults. They probably haven't watched Veep. They haven't got the wide range that we've oh, got. Shit. <laughs> 
They actually ran they ran the pool empty in Veep. There were no more insults left. No, they've used every single one that could ever. Oh, no, no, wait. Um, just just wait, Rod, because you haven't watched the third season of Afterlife. There's a few more oh, okay. coming up for okay. you. Now, um, those, yes, those, two, those two stories, um, so the milk and bread mm. and, the, and the psycho text message mm. um, coming from uh, Peter Van Onselen, reading that one out, uh, came during Scott Morrison's press club address earlier this week. Which, let's um, be fair, before we talk about the details, a stellar pivot to leadership. I, I describe that as. That's how I encapsulate it. A stellar pivot to leadership. Are you our News Limited con- correspondent? Yeah. Yes. I'm not only Pentecostal, I also work for Rupert now. You change, man. So yeah, tell, yeah, us, tell us more about why it's a stellar pivot to leadership. Yeah. Did you watch it, Rod? No. <laughs> I don't need to watch it to report on it and have opinions, you idiot. I work oh, for Rupert. Suck me watching it. <laughs> um, I think it's a stellar pivot to leadership because of literally nothing he did nor anything about the way he performed. I, I was really impressed. And without getting into details, the bits that really moved me most is his his absolute sticking to form with the whole never admitting anything and his ability when someone's gone, when someone's asking him about anything to do with COVID, anything to do with problems and troubles, he goes into either we, 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 or he's always, oh, I'm very proud of Australians. I'm so proud of Australians. Like, um, you know, I'm sorry you felt that way, that classic thing. I'm not sorry for what happened. I'm sorry you feel bad about a thing. Like that, that classic reversion to type, which disgusts the living bollocks out of me when that man does that smarmy garbage. My favourite quote, but I'm very proud of Australians. We're talking about, when you starting to talk about how COVID, oh yeah, it's been terrible. All of us are struggling against COVID, you know, it's, it's us against them. But I'm very proud of Australians in enabling us all to come through despite the setbacks and the challenges we've all faced. Personal responsibility, we're in it together. It's all going to be fine because we're all in it together. No personal responsibility. And then Laura Tingle. Everything Laura Tingle did, including asking him to uh, – offering him the opportunity to say sorry for Hawaiian holiday during the bushfires, vaccine rollout, lack of rats, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and he still couldn't do that. The best he did, according to the telly, was say, look, we haven't gotten everything right. Oh, mate, I watched it. It was it was worse than you've depicted it. It, it, it was – That's because okay, I'm on his side now, obviously. I know. So here's, here's the thing, though. He started off, and I just – I'd, I'd like us to pause for a moment and just talk about this a little bit because it jarred with me and I would like to know your response. <laughs> so thank you very much. Nice to be back here again. Acknowledge none of all people. I also recognise any veterans who are with us today oh, as yeah. well as <sighs> any serving men and women of our Australian Defence Forces and thank you all for your great service to our country. Yeah, now, they, they've been doing it for Don't a- get me wrong. I am not dissing on people in the forces absolutely no way would I do that. Um, but this mm, Americanism of thank you for oh. your service and calling out people who, from what I could see when they scanned the audience, could not see anyone in uniform. And then the answer to a whole lot of questions were also, um, well, hang on, no, let's go back. Am I? What's your reading on that? Because I had an actual so, gut response. So they've yeah. been do, they've been doing it for um, eighteen months, two years, something like that. Um, I don't like it, and it, and it's been very much a deliberate effort by people on the right um, to undermine the um, acknowledgement of country, um, mm. to ah. to and to make it a bit of a purity test to see if to see how how the Labor Party reacts to it. All oh, right, um, so I'm I've actually so, fallen for the trap. So it's not it's not oh, it's a, a clear I, wedge. I, I mean, it's a wonderful it's, wedge issue. It's a wedge, not a um, not a we love the troops because. No. To be honest, you know, uh, 
clearly, clearly, the Liberal Party loves loves uh, they're chicken hawks. They love spending money on on oh, toys, God, but yeah. they but um, they're not a group of people that would actually go to war themselves. We'll show oh, them a tank. Good God, no! Can you imagine, like, it, literally, if you went up and flicked one of the imagine Josh Frydenberg got angry and you flicked his nipple. <laughs> Why are we going there? Just stop and li- just Is think that about that. Is that something that Rod thinks about? Why, why, why do you go with that one? But anyway, how much say, you would cry and scream and call 11 police commissioners and melt down. The idea of them going to war, the, the idea of any of those men actually doing any training under any duress at I all. I would physical. love to see that. You know, you know, I know, oh. I know that you know societies that pick their leaders um, about which um, which Conan the Barbarian can fight the best. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. You know, no one wants that. But occasionally, I would just like to see Australia's politicians have to do. You know, like you know how they put the celebrity survivor or celebrity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they just yeah. run them through that for a bit, and they yeah, and I, I do want Something. them to be yeah. Yeah. So yeah, all this, this this acknowledging the troop stuff is disingenuous, sickening garbage. And also, I'd just like to say, for those of you playing at home with the John Kadilka, uh tea towel, we just did a 2D, which is wedge. So yeah. for those of you who are keen listeners of the podcast, there may be some prizes coming up oh, in future they? episodes. Jeez, Can I win a prize? Hmm? No, you don't get one. Siege is announcing. I love uh, prizes. Speaking, speaking of prizes coming up, um, the Australian uh, research sector has finally been given the cash it so desperately oh, needs. Uh, 1.8 billion rod. It's going straight um, to researchers looking at the most uh, biggest, craziest ideas about the universe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just about, like from it's citations to commercialisation. Oh, yeah. so it's not about crazy ideas. Oh. It's not about anything. Was it the, the government's research commercialisation fund? It's divided between two programs that fast track research, a CSIRO program that helps companies commercialize products, and the rest goes into 1,800 industry focused PhDs and 800 fellowships. So, for starters, it's all because, as we know, universities are only about turning things into dollars directly mm-hmm. and specifically. Oh, and so, we are so good at that. Famously, famously, we're doing famously it right now. And we're, we're right so now. well supported yes, we during are. the pandemic with things like JobKeeper. Yeah. And things like that. Oh, no, yeah, we weren't. It's, it's gone Sorry. Well, no, well, one or the other, either great or bad. But also um, that, of course, that 1.8, oh, it's $2 billion, apparently, um, doesn't even cover the amount of money they've gouged out of the university system since they yeah. most recently started to do it. So it's not like it's a big yay for us. It's actually, here, here's some money back, you little bitches. That's basically what they're saying. And what I love is in the speech about it, how he lists uh, – all the disciplines that aren't going to see a dime of it anyway and doesn't give yep. a shit about before yep. getting to the ones he matters. So it's like new ideas, let's be, be clear, new ideas come in every discipline. History, mm-hmm. languages, anthropology, creative arts. Okay, so we can just write all of them off because none off. of them are getting it. They're not seeing a dime of that. Oh, by the way, engineering, computer science, uh, chemistry, health sciences, et cetera, et cetera. I got no beef with biology, chemistry, whatever, getting the no, money. I love them all. All of them are 100% equal. 100% equal. 100% equal. 100% but this, equal. this disingenuous freaking garbage. So splashing the cash that way makes me not. It does. Impressed. You know, the thing about this as well is this is the start of what was the how, how many billion of um, the sixteen uh, spending commitments not yet announced. Oh. So oh, yeah, sixteen. I, we're going to have. A, not, 16, I don't think that is part of the sixteen billion. Oh, is it not? No, it's not. Oh, that's so, not part. So we still that's have still more spending there. commitments not yet announced. So the one billion for the Barrier Reef, which which in in the entire assertion of the one billion dollars for the Barrier Reef does not mention climate change or climate mitigation or climate action. Just by the way. No, but the problem with the Barrier Reef is um uh, money. Um, it's in it's in the wrong place. Uh, they well, sh- also money. should have put it somewhere else. I mean, why if, would you why would you build if, a Barrier if, Reef next to some coal mines? I mean. 
It's freaking that dumb. True. It's true. Really dumb. Thoughtless. Like, just, just, just have a think about it. Dudes, you've got a beautiful reef. Why would you put it straight under a port that has giant, giant coal ships? Yeah, you sure. idiots. It's, it's, You're you know, right. You know, so maybe the billion will go to moving it. Um, they, yeah, they didn't mention a thing. And so none of that is out of the 16 billion. The 16 billion is still, you know, TBA dot, dot, dot. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay. Um, cool, cool, so cool, cool, I, don't, I, don't, now, I don't like that. Can I just See? go back to the um, – yes. we? I haven't finished talking about the press club. Yeah, sorry. no, no, I was going to give oh, – there no, was no, more sorry, press club that I wanted from you, Siege, but you, you – Yeah, well, look, it, 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 say you start – so press club talks start at 12.30, um, supposed to kind of like talk. After you've eaten your shitty salmon or shitty chicken. Sorry, press club. No, no, that's actually Laura, quite good. Laura, now that you're the boss of the press club, can you uh, – last time no, I was I there, like it was it. I like boiled. it because they, it was, they – Oh, you didn't like it last time you were there? Well, we've been there before more than once, and they pour out the wines at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yes, yes. But so the, then you get the shitty salmon, you're like, this is actually freaking delicious salmon. I don't. But why didn't I get the chicken? <laughs> I do feel like the queen every time I eat salmon, though. Do you really? Interesting <laughs> reaction like to you? have no, to do that's the, um, only, the, only, the only thing she eats. So I feel, I feel oh, that's very... Oh, nice. So there were the, 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 the speech was, even Stella. by Morrison's standards, pretty Stella. shit. Okay, Definitely. and now the reason I say that is because I went through a period of in my life, you know how exciting my life is, where I um, study political speeches mm. and the structure of them mm. and the cadence. Oh, sorry about that microphone and the cadence. And I told you it's a terrible setup here on the end of the kitchen table. Is this your first time on a, on a, a podcast? It is pretty much. Um, so anyway, um, we we well, now you've thrown me off. So, yeah, structure of political speeches and things. Yep. So, Albo was at the press club um, at Mr. Albanese week the before. week before and it was a proper grown-up speech. It was structured and it just led people in and it had a it had vision. Like, you, you didn't have to agree with it. You might have gone, oh, that's a bit far-fetched or whatever. But mm. it was structured and it had a vision and it was looking forward and it didn't diss on um, – the government, like, sort of did a little bit at the end, but he mostly did that during the question time and that. Just, so, just uh, confirmed, did he Did he acknowledge the troops, though? Uh, no, I do not recall him doing that. Why does he hate the troops? Fuck. And That's the headline. So, anyway, this speech was just rambling. And, again, they did this whole thing that, that, that seems to happen every time I hear a minister in this government talk of just rattling off numbers, which become meaningless mm. because you've got no context, you've got no comparison and it's just numbers being thrown out everywhere. Mm. And then and then there were and even little aside things like um, we did a brilliant job. We funded services that did a brilliant job saving lives. So $1 billion in new funding to services such as Headspace and, you know, um, Shout out to Pat McGorry, who's been a great advisor and friend to us through the, the pandemic. Lifeline to John Brogdon and the whole team there. Beyond Blue with Julia and Kids Helpline. So it's kind of, and that really riled me. This just like speaking about a former prime minister as just dismissing it as Julia. Like, is Julia the receptionist down at Beyond Blue? I don't know. Maybe that's the Julia he was talking about. I didn't like that bitch that great at me. Yeah, he, he has not earned the familiarity. Also, I, Pretty confident any one of those people, if they heard their names mentioned like that, would be going, don't. Don't, don't mention me, mate. Don't do that. But also the blokes all got surnames, so she didn't get surname in, and, and all of that. So that's the usual. Well, form, yeah. actually, well for- let's let's go with um, things what women uh, been doing and things what women not been doing. Of course, Grimace Gate. 
Grimace Gate, the uh, the shocking moment where former Australian of the Year Grace Tame, uh, that monster. Well, she was on her last day of being Australian of the Year, and yeah. we know why now. She could have kept going, but no, I, she okay, refused. Okay, to smile. I, I, I can't play the disingenuous <laughs> anymore. Refusing to smile in a very, very strong, clear way. Uh, Peter Van Onselen uh, jumped in to write a write an article that he's since come to say I could have just kept that to myself, uh, saying that she should have just smiled along. Grace Tame saying that smiling along, basically, uh, is what gets uh, what gets abuse happening. That uh, exactly. civility and yep. and pretending it's all okay is what supports and continues this abusive system. And um, it's amazing. It's amazing how you know when the photos came out, uh, the, her face was just. It was worth. It was a million dollars. The photos were also, just spectacular. And as oh, a, the photos as a, were spectacular, but the nice thing was that they released also. Um, the news um, AAP and that released the footage. So you could see that it wasn't like one of those moments of where the yeah. camera just captured that minute, that second yeah. of where she looked like that. It showed the whole lead up. It showed him calling out grace, grace, you know, come over here. It's like, he has to have his photo taken with her. She didn't need her photo taken with him. Um, and, and she, she was as, as far as I could tell polite. She shook his hand. She stood there. She had the photo taken. She walked off. But, uh, you know what? You know what I love about it is how um, it's clearly a moment, but it's clearly she is such a, um, a an interesting strategic thinker. She's gone, okay, this mm. th- th- I, I, I am doing this in a, planned in advance. I am not going to give him a smile, and and knowing that that would be captured, and that 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 then you get these useful idiots like uh, Peter Van Onslen um, saying, oh, she didn't smile. Like, seriously, you, you are such a patsy in this whole story, you dumb fucker. Like, she wanted you to do that. She wanted you, some stupid, stupid man, jumping in and going, she should have smiled. Like, you are such a freaking patsy, you dumb fucking professor. Well, even, even if it wasn't, like, planned, okay, so... And, and also, Peter, you can actually apply that to all your columns. Maybe you didn't need to write that. But anyway, the... <laughs> The, the thing was, she, even if she didn't plan it, it was an honest reaction. This, yeah, is, this is a man who has dissed the findings of the, you know, the Jenkins Review and everything else. And, and even in the question time of the press club, which came afterwards, okay, mm. but again revealed his thinking on this, was it was like what's, what's safer now in Parliament House than it was before since the report came out? And his answer was, now, if a woman finds herself in that situation, there's somewhere she can report it. Fuck me. So it's kind of like, okay, there's a number of things wrong with that. Uh, it's after the event. It's the victim has to do all the work again. Yep. Um, like I can't even begin to start talking about it really because it makes me ill. But it, and this, so that's something that I would imagine Grace Tame has seen a lot of in the time that she's been Australian of the Year. Mm in relation to Scott Morrison and him saying stuff. And, I mean, this is the guy who, after she made her speech, that incredibly powerful speech, when she was named Australian of the Year, said, oh, I bet that felt good to get off your chest, you know. So how the fuck do you stand next to a person like that and not feel physically ill? You know, like that's my reading of it. I agree. And this this, this notion that it was premeditated. I mean, if I'm standing next to a shit stick who appalls me, I don't need to premeditate not smiling. What? I got sat at a table once at a dinner with a guy who had described um, uh, Indigenous kids, kids who were um, from um, European and Indigenous families Mm -hmm. as 
I can't even say it. I'm not so even so saying a, not, a not good word. A not, go- a not good word. And I like sat at an official function once at a table with him mm. and I couldn't find anything to say. Yeah. Mm. I could not find a word to say to him at all. And I, and that's, you know, I think, not- I think so the thing is politeness, is, you, politeness exactly. is used as a weapon. Like politeness is used as a weapon to keep 100%. people in, in, a, in a particular place. And it's, and it's a whole emperor's new, clo- no, uh, new clothes thing. The more people just pretend and they smile along and they pretend the system's okay, then then people like Scott Morrison can make it That's okay. how assholes get away with shit in every organisation everywhere in the world because everyone else is like, oh, well, I don't want to be aggressive and cause trouble. And it's so. And, and Grace Tame walked the line here. She was not aggressive. Yep. No, yep. At no moment was she aggressive. She was just, she I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to she- give you the smile. And so, uh, you know, I, I think... I think you're right, Siege. It could e- easily have been non-planned, but I think she's clearly um, a long-term thinker in the sense of thinking things in advance and 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 understands what her goals are and will work towards them. So I think I think both are possible, and I think it's uh, both are good. Yeah. Both are good. I think you're right. And and while we're talking like press club and speeches and that, uh, Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins are, are the speakers together at the press club next Wednesday. Oh, that'll be so quiet. 12, that'll be 12.30. Uh, and that will be, I understand it is sold out, and uh, it will be on ABC iView. So and I the- suggest you watch it on ABC um, News Channel because they keep, playing it if they run over time and you get to see all the questions and everything. So watch it on. So uh, will, will the, um, will the freedom sovereign citizens be out the front again? I will come to freedom sovereign citizens in a second. Um, but, but one, one other um, bit in the story um, mm. of, of this moment was uh, Peter Van Onslen uh, wrote the article saying, uh, why don't you smile? Uh, then on the project, uh, he's, he's the political correspondent on the, on the project and sometime host. Um, but at the same time, um, Amy Ramekis was interviewed about her recent book, which is, which is on this. And, and one bit in, in, in her story there was using the term crumb maiden. Um, yes. Siege? Thoughts? Help us out. Thoughts? Oh, okay. Number one, uh, Amy did a fantastic job in calling Peter Van Olsen out on his behaviour in that um, interview and was backed up and, by Carrie. And during Gould. the whole saga of the, when was it, May 2020, 2021? No, no, no. I'm talking about actually like so Van um had, had written the article that afternoon and she called him out on air. Yeah, yeah, you know, she did. But she also calls him out on his behaviour during the Christian Porter. Oh, um, totally. Thing. Yeah, totally. So um, and, and Carrie Bickmore joined in on that. So, so that was mm. uh, a pretty amazing piece of television. The term crumb maiden. Okay. So um, I think it's an Amy term actually. And it, it's, it's, it's about, oh, look, I can't help it, Will. I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's, it's basically about. Well, does this help? The yeah, account thanks, of darling. Yep. So it refers to it. Look, because it says maiden, I'm going to say it re- does refer to women, but some people have said it refers to men or women. But no. it, it, it's about people who uphold um, the power structures and the bullying um, because they want to get some residual benefit from it later on. So they figure that if they hold up the system, then they will get something. They will get the crumbs and they will get what they want. And I right. thought it was a really interesting term. 
I don't like it, I, but I don't know why I don't like it. And I would like someone to help me understand why I, I don't like it. I'll just go with, um, uh, I'll add to that definition. So there's a nice bit. This is um, from Urban Dictionary, but it gives Amy Ramikis's definition here. At some point, we also have to have a reckoning of the crumb maidens who uphold the power structures, actively bully or encourage their worst aspects. So they continue to benefit from the crumbs of those power structures until they don't. Um, until they don't, and, and, yeah, that's and, a good and of point. course, of which course. is exactly what Maurice Payne just did uh, yep. yesterday or today when she came, when they, we'll get to this story later. But you know who who did the text? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she was like, "Oh no, I thoroughly support everything he does, and he's the best. Scott Morris is the best leader we could have for this country at this point in time." It's like that to me was I didn't realize this until now, the epitome of crumb maiden behavior. Like I'll do whatever uh, it takes. Uh, this government is. It's just appalling. And and the idea that it could be man or woman, fine. The premise, yes. It's but got maiden. Why call it, why call but why it maiden? have maiden? Yeah, yeah why well, maiden then? Uh, but but I, think, I think there is a gendered point to this in saying that um, yes. th- there are other moments where useful- so do I. There, there, there are other moments where useful idiots prop up a power structure um, yeah. and it's not, about, um, it's not about the sexist patriarchy. Um, yep. So and and you could use a different term for that, but I think recognizing uh, women Crumb who dude, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, but women who prop up uh, uh, the patriarchy uh, is the <laughs> point here, and and I think I think I don't know. It's it's look for, for those of us that are old enough to remember um, Madeleine Albright when she was Secretary of State in the US. Um, Who doesn't remember Madeleine? Mike, but you used to, you, you, you know, she said there's a special place in hell for women who diss on other women yeah. and it's kind of reminds me a bit of that. Now that that's got a lot of flack over the years mm. and, mm. and I get it and I always, and I do make myself think twice about it. And then on other hand, I go, no, like that's what equality is. <laughs> it's like yeah. everyone's subject to it. So yeah. a dickhead's a dickhead. It doesn't matter whether you're boy or girl and, and, in between, whatever, if you're a dickhead, you're a dickhead. And I've thought about it a, a lot in the last couple of weeks, particularly looking at the number of women who are in this cabinet and would I want any of them to keep going? And the answer is no. And 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 the past, I mean, you, you could say <laughs> one of, of the biggest cabinet, crumb though. maidens was um, Julie Bishop because she sat there for ages and ages and ages being the deputy. She got the best went crumbs. Went for a run to be the leader and everyone, and she got five votes out of yeah. an entire party room. Now, if yep. that's not someone who has been led up the garden path. And yep. and absolutely excluded from that little boys club at the centre of, totally. the, of the Liberal Party that was previously, you know, Tony, Tony Abbott's mates and then it's... Um, you know, it's Scott Morrison and, and Peter Dutton and things like that. Absolutely excluded from that. She got the best crumbs. Mm. Look, she she got some nice frocks out of it and a few things, but uh, it's 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 like. But also, do they have an agenda themselves that they want to run, or they're just? It makes it a question about well, what is your ultimate agenda if you're not prepared to stand up there out the front yourself to do it? I just want if to be you, at the table, or at least at the bottom of the table. Yeah. And I not not unlike the people to whom they are maidening, they just they're there for no apparent reason, as we've discussed many times on this podcast, and others have done as well. This current government do not have an agenda other than to be the government. Well, are, are the um, so Senate, why should we expect the crumb maidens do either? Just as just as a by the by, the Senate released its um, program for next week because the Senate and the House are sitting next week for four days, and two of the items on them, th- actually three. One is the. Um, uh, uh, Sorry, religious discrimination yep. piece. Ooh. Then we've got the NDIS and then the findings of the Aged Care Royal Commission. Oh, Aged Care. 
Aged care, aged care. Well, we, how are we going with That's aged good. care? Because um, because um, Colbeck's the minister, and he he didn't um, front to any inquiry. He went to the test match and said, but the test match no, was very- no. I gather he went to some of them. He turned up later after there was criticism yeah, that he'd gone to the test match because he's yeah. also the minister for sport. Yeah, I and like you don't it. understand what a stressful portfolio that is. I mean, there's a lot of politicking. There's a lot of marginalised communities in the sporting just, portfolio. Minister for sport. And, and your job is to turn and up. Like, if your job is to turn up at all of the sport, you're fucked. Like, like you've, got, you've got to go to all the under-8s and the under-10s and the under-12s. Like well, it's so gonna, what a dumb portfolio. What are we going to do? Age care and, I don't know, sport? sport. Yeah, chuck yeah. them together. They're yeah. the, obvious, the, the obvious two. Well, his, his reasoning was that it was a test match in Tasmania, so that was very important to Tasmania because I don't even get a test match. The other, mm-hmm. the other reason that he had, and this – this leads me back to Morrison's whole time for his National Press Club seat, was Colbeck said, but others did it too. Yeah. So it was like oh, this yeah. little boy who'd got caught yep. and it was like, but he did it too. Billy did it too. But yeah. the shadow minister was also here. It's like shadow is a very, a very important word here. I just, yeah. I just, but you know, what, you know what it says? It still says to me, you know, he's, he's like, oh, I made a judgment call uh, and it's like, so your judgment's shit. Your judgment's shit. You are so sh- <laughs> Like, think about the politics of this. Aside from whether whether the minister should be answering questions, which the minister should, the minister yeah. should be on top of the aged care thing and there are problems in the aged care sector, as we, as we know, um, it's the sheer fact of, didn't you think this was going to come up on the news that, you know, you went to the cricket instead of your mm. job? And is your government ever going to successfully do the politics of this kind of stuff thing? Or do you just want to add another scandal to the government? Well, so here's yeah. my suspicion with him. Because of like the the flack in the media is very strong around this right now, and it's really strong comparatively. I wonder one potential prediction here, you know, the a, a sausages prediction. Maybe Colbert could be thrown onto the sacrificial altar to make Scomo look like a big tough guy. I was wondering, actually, gives a shit. I was wondering why he had, no, Scomo no, hadn't done no. that already. I, I yeah. really thought, you know, this is, this is this is a potentially fireable offence. Um, well, do you know the only reason they might not do it now is because Albo called for it today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the only reason. But otherwise, I, I think it would have been the perfect setup for Scro- for Scrollison. And, 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 and by right Albo doing that, it yeah. means that Morrison won't do it. So it means 100%, that Colbert yeah. stays around, so yep. that Labor can fire shots at him. Yep. Keep wedging. But but in his defence, more uh, I more C three. Those we'll refer to those as C three from now on. C three. So Colbeck was when he was harassed. He said. Uh, Yesterday, today's the third, right? Yesterday. The sector is performing and has performed exceptionally well in the work that it's doing. So he's claiming that that the actually the aged care sector is totally kicking goals, getting runs on the board, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he well, said that out loud. Well, surely all of, all of the um, all the deaths that we've had recently have been mild deaths. So To be fair, too, on the deaths, it's only nearly 600 since th- this year in aged care. It's only nearly 600. So Which is less than five weeks. I did read just just yeah, on death, yeah. just just on death. So I, 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 I do want to um, put this down as a challenge um, for for everyone in thinking about um, COVID deaths oh, and things like that. Colbert, how many can you kill? No, 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 no. I'm just if, if we can get through the um, uh, if we can get through the year without saying underlying underlying conditions yeah. or words to that effect. Or well, they were in palliative care, so they were going to die anyway. That that how freaking appalling is that? Oh, I no, just, but to be fair, they're dying anyway. Greg Hunt, the Minister for Health, bitch. said that this morning on the radio. Yep. 
said it this morning. And when Patricia Carbellis, who's the new host of um, Breakfast, so they're doing about five more stories every morning than they used to with Frank Kelly, um, <laughs> is, is you, know, true. you know, some people move a bit faster than she others. She likes to jam shit in, it's true. <laughs> she, she does jam shit in, it's really good. So she, and 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 she sort of said, you know, there's all these problems with her, and, he's, he, and he turned it round and sort of said, but our healthcare workers are doing a wonderful job. She said, I never said anything about them. I'm talking about the entire sector. Like, you, yep. there are people who haven't been vaccinated yet who and there are people who haven't had boosters and he's like oh the families don't want them to have boosters and it's like it's one of those phrases that you go how do you how do you test that how do you check that? Fruin came in too major lieutenant ultra general Fruin came in and said oh no part of the reason they're not getting it is because they're refusing the problem is those old fucks won't take their drugs <laughs> that's literally the that's a line that's not just hunt Fruin Fruin is quoted saying the same thing but it's okay because Payments, two payments of up to $400 for eligible workers in aged care. So aged care has been fixed. Yeah, well, Sam Maiden asked a great question. At, um, there was there was gold. I could have, like, seriously, I was so close to saying we need to record an hour and a half on this entire um, press club speech. Sam Maiden asked this question. Will just passed out. It's, it's illegal. It's it's illegal. <laughs> um, Didn't you know? this? This we, Our commitment to you, listener, is one hour of gold. That's it. No more. No less. That's it. Leave it here. Thanks. 75 minutes. Um, so, no, no. She said, okay, so why is there, um, uh, you know, two possible installments of $400 each for aged care workers when um, MPs can claim more than that for staying three nights in Canberra in possibly their own apartment? Their own house, yeah. And it was just such a great thing to put two current stories together in a way that people mm. would understand. And he mm. and, and Morrison's answer was, I'm not responsible for entitlements. So, again, yeah. not his job. I'm not responsible. I'm not responsible. Just stop there. I'm not responsible. Why, stop. why does he keep doing the thing that is going to be the central it, critique of him in the election? Because it, it doesn't matter. He doesn't, it doesn't get matter. it. Yep. He's not very bright. Yeah, he is a fundamentally unintelligent man. Bright. Yeah, he, he is fundamentally unintelligent. All right. Um, okay. And curious. We got a, we got um, a few more. What else we got? Topics to just. I want to. I want to. I want to go to everyone's favourite. Um, Textapalooza. Textapalooza. No, oh, yeah, they're still in the right. um, press. Come club. on. All right, you go it's with Textapalooza. Yeah, it's still press club. Well, it's also Peter Van Olsen trying to tell everybody that he was really a good guy because here I am. I'm going to do a zinger on the prime minister. Yeah. And read out a text that's two someone, years old. Someone called you a psycho. And what was the other one? Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, horrible. So Gladys called you horrible. Psycho, desperate and jealous. I've got the, some of the quotes. So, yeah, horrible, horrible person who was just obsessed with petty political point scoring when lives were at stake. Uh, Morrison described as a complete psycho, desperate and jealous, and had said the mob have worked him out and they think he's a fraud. So these are... Alleged text messages from, uh, between Gladys Berejiklian and a current a, cabinet a minister. federal cabinet member, and yeah, but I love that. So Grattan did a whole piece, I think only today or the day before, on um, who might have called him a psycho, etc. And so the people who definitely didn't allegedly are have come out. Maurice Payne and Paul Fletcher didn't. <laughs> Susan Lay, Simon Birmingham, Anne Ruston, Linda Reynolds, and Greg Hunt have all not. They no, didn't no. do it either. All those people have come out and said no, we didn't. Yeah, well, so okay, safe. that's that that narrows it down. So, nerdy me went through the cabinet, right? Oh, did you? <laughs> Who is in New South Wales? So it's obviously someone who's like New yeah, South nice. Wales faction yep. type yep. thing. Yeah. 
who was a, and I couldn't, because it was a bit unclear as to whether the person was a cabinet minister at the time the text messages oh, okay. were sent or was a cabinet minister now. Uh, so what I point. did was that they were a cabinet point. minister at both times. Uh-huh. And that narrows it down to three people. Oh, yeah, investigatively really quickly. There you go. Uh, Maurice Payne, Paul Fletcher, and well done, Angus. Angus Taylor. <laughs> okay, yeah. no, Maurice Payne and Paul Fletcher actively have said they haven't, so it must be Angus. You heard it here also, first, kids. Uh, there's oh, no way sausages. Angus um, doesn't have the chutzpah, the balls, the brain. Or well, the Maurice Payne is he? in the same kind of factional fun group as Gladys. So, mm. and I, and look, to be quite honest with you, I can actually, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that happening. But I cannot, I like Maurice Payne, it's two years ago, she might have changed, you know, she's changed a lot. I can't imagine her, she's too, she's smart enough not to put that shit in writing. You, you know. think so? But also, oh, but then, but then who, Gladys who also this? didn't Isn't deny it. Gladys just said, I don't remember it. I have no recollection Isn't of such messages. She didn't even absolutely say no. It came from the, Cabinet minister. Yeah, exactly. So they're they're, yeah. they're they're doing this themselves. They're like, okay, this is a pathway. Yeah. Is this is this you know collapsing news poll um, for uh, for Scott Morrison? We didn't mention that. Yeah, you know, it, but is this is this uh, in inside Dutton's move here to undermine and to uh, have? Hasn't a clue? he been a quiet young man? Hasn't he? Hasn't he? I wonder why. Look, this would be the kind of clownish um, strategy that he plays, like. It doesn't is, mean it won't work. No, of course it doesn't. He know, he knows the people in, in the Liberal Party. Um, uh, That's what I love. Any story about Morrison and what's going on now is, or, is almost always with anyone who's vaguely in the know adds, by the way, none of the Liberals like him either. Like No one no one likes the fucker. Yeah, but, you know. That's not. It's not what the game's about. It's not about being liked. But it, yeah, but he he did well, bring home the miracle about? election. He did. So. Oh God. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I don't. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of people, you know, uh, saying, "Yeah, you had a miracle." And um, how long does a miracle last if you fuck up everything after that? Two point nine years. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. And that's the question. Obviously, the question. Every, we, we'll, we will delve into what seats are at play and what the numbers are and all that kind of stuff in future podcasts. Yeah. I know. It's a different landscape, structurally a different mm-hmm. landscape, this this election to what it was last time. Okay. Uh, what do you got? What do you got? Let's do some small stuff because I got, I got a nice little one. Everyone's favourite everyone's favourite monarchist professor, uh, Professor David. <gasps> yeah. David Flint. David Flint. David Flint. David Flint. What is he professor of? Um, Fuck if I know. Monarchy. Geothermal bludgeonly. <laughs> no, no, he... Um, Monarchy? He... He wrote um, into the inquiry. He made a submission to the social media and online safety inquiry, which is which is just a joy to read. It's 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 just um, first of all, first of all, dog ate my homework. To the committee secretary, I request leave to file a late submission. In mitigation, I would say that my writing was not precipitated until very recently and after the closing date, 12th of January 2022. In my view, this relates to facts which, although not new, indicate a mischief being provocatively perpetrated by certain significant social media which should be brought before the committee. It's a mischief. A mischief. Are you sure? You, you're, you're, you're doing are you? a wholesome show right now. This is yeah, not this no, podcast. No, no. Are you, That's are you reading century. a Blackadder no, well, what, Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, oh, this is oh my God. In the 1800s. You, well, you want to, okay, I'll skip out, skip out a whole bunch. So this relates to... No, 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 to, don't. I love every um, single word of it. Talk to me slowly. <laughs> this relates to certain interviews undertaken for the Epoch Times as part of a three-part series with a member of the parliament, Craig Kelly MP. Ooh. He's basically coming to the defence of Craig Kelly and saying his stuff got taken off YouTube. Now, I'm gonna, I, I, know, I am going to skip... I saw Craig Kelly at the committee. Anyway. 
It is. It is indeed. Extra- I, wait, wait, wait. Before, so just so I'm clear, Flint coming to the defence of Craig, Craig Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, against 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 YouTube. Uh, YouTube um, taking his videos off. Taking off his ivermectin. It's the centerpiece, okay. centerpiece of the argument. Okay. Okay, so here comes his conclusion. It is indeed extraordinary that the social media claim as much as, if not more power, than the Stuart Kings claimed in controlling freedom of speech in the Parliament, a royal power which, if it had existed, was renounced <laughs> awesome. was renounced in the glorious revolution by William III and Mary II in the English right. Bill of Rights in 1689 when it was declared that Fuck the freedom this. of speech and debates of pro- or proceedings in Parliament ought not to be impeached or questioned in any court or place out of Parliament. It, it so is we're there- going to the Privy Council now as a defence. <laughs> we are. It is therefore recommended that the committee find that social media being essentially a platform for access by the people, that it be a condition of carrying on the business of providing such a digital platform that it be unlawful to act as censors of political speech. So he's basically, he's citing, he's citing precedent from 1689. <laughs> I've got a touch of the vapours listening to that. That is the, just magnificent. What was, it was the committee's response. Um, <laughs> what? what thanks? <laughs> Well, yeah. Thanks, Thanks. committee. Thanks, Ta. Love. Cheers, committee. Oh, never change, Flinty. Never change. Oh, if he's going to do that. Yeah, as long as he stays away from climate, I say more power to you because that is gold. That is beautiful. That Um, is Royal Society, like their first meeting. (laughs) <laughs> uh, other other little stories at the moment. This is not, not a political story, but you know, you know, listener, that I cannot get enough of the Ben oh of the Ben Robert Smith saga, which is back in the news now, and uh, and his um, not necessarily crewmates, uh, people in the SAS, buddies in the SAS, um, mm. uh, have today said that uh, maybe maybe that Victoria Cross might be based on uh, a little bit of hyperbole. It's been brought into question. Brought into question. I got to Poss- say, I got to say, we really need to- starring Sylvester Stallone. Uh, just, just as a Streisand effect here, it still is. Seriously, dude, you brought this all on. Seriously, yourself. dude, you asked for this. <laughs> you, you asked for it all. The and important his thing wife to do hasn't is even you, given evidence yet. No, the, the, that's the trick, though. Like, if you publicly done something like this, the trick is if you think it's going wrong, not just double down, quadruple down. Yeah. Make it louder, make it more insane, and make sure more and more people see it. Because that worked for Christian Porter. Looks for weird. everyone. All right, you two got any more? I got nothing. Oh, look, I've, I've got. I could talk for hours on this stuff. Uh, it's it's fantastic. The other, the thing that uh, that I think we should watch at the moment is that Morrison is, and and this showed up very much in the at the press club. He is rattled. He oh, is mm, um, trying to do a mea culpa, but it goes against every cell in his body to do it. He can't handle the idea of seeing those Labor, Labor so Party ads. So like I'm sorry. A, if you've ever done, if you've ever seen this, you'll know what I mean, and I have seen it. He is like a massively feral cat caught in a rabbit trap oh, yeah. at the moment, and you, the only way to get rid of them are those is to shoot them, <laughs> and, it, and he will. Did you see? Give, rabies and scratch everyone that gets anywhere near it's going to get so it, it is going to be the nastiest election oh, he will be vicious he'll be throwing, throwing money at people in the face hard vote for me and vicious yeah Look, I, I don't i honestly don't think it's impossible it's unlikely but i don't think it's impossible that if they do enough of a calculation in the back room and they go actually look we'll definitely lose with him Oh, it's we'll definitely lose with him. So maybe we just fuck it. We get rid of him. We throw someone up just in case. A hail mary. You never I, know. I, I don't doubt it that at all. That would be the only sensible thing to do. That yeah, is, is actually the smart thing to do. He is not an asset and, anymore. He is clearly yeah. not an asset. Yeah, and it's not impossible that they may turf him. Um, and which would be fascinating to watch. 
I um did you? Did, there is a little rumor going around. Um, Ooh, that, a little one. No, no, no. But it's just it's just people speculating on on the the possibility of this. It's mm. possible. Um, so Morrison has to have the election by May, I believe, something like that. Yes. If unless if, split it. If yes, yeah. indeed. If it's if it's both House and Senate, but he can push it out until September. If he if he splits the House and the Senate, and I just love the idea of oh, oh, God, oh you'd have to it. be so chicken to 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 to, to delay the election for There's that three months. Two things that actually oh. be politically smart. One is get rid of Morrison, and the other one is to split it. And my money's on split it. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Uh, but you reckon that's so smart? I reckon shit. that would enrage. Right, well, for them to enrage. to even you, have a shot. Can you imagine yeah. how furious the Australian people would be? Is like oh. you chickened out of the uh, just okay. another three months where we just boil in anger and the backbenchers. Then the back just be like, okay, so we're going from losing a few seats to losing lots of seats. All lots of, of seats. There's that. And there's also the fact that people are going, this is going to be a very different election in the way we vote. Yeah. There will be, um, and the Electoral Commission, and I'd like to send a big shout out to their uh, the person who runs their Twitter account <laughs> today because they did a sterling job today. Um, <laughs> gold stars all round to you. And But if, if people... Um, we'll have more postal votes. We won't know the result on the night. I don't. There's no way yeah. we're going to know the result no. on the night. There'll be more postal votes. But also, the people who do turn up at polling booths is going to be a very different experience of voting in an election. There's not going to be any democracy sausages or nice little knitting things oh. and jars of jam. There might, there might be. But um, yeah, all of that's going to be very different. And if you ask the Australian public to go out and do that twice in six months, they're going to tell you to get fucked. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So it doesn't matter. The, the thing, the thing we got to remember with this is. We sit here, we do a politics podcast, and there are people who know more than us. The everyday voter is going to say, wait a minute, so a half thing for two-thirds of the ninth of the thing that has two houses, most people, I would imagine, don't even really understand that there are two houses and what that means. The idea that you would split it as well would just baffle humans and enrage them. Baffled and enraged. All right, you lot. I'll let you go for a bit longer there. This has been Good Day Sausages. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us.